Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday, March the 2nd, and I hope your week is off to a great start. Today, I just want to share some devotional thoughts with you from Luke, the 15th chapter. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. We've preached on it multiple times. It's a couple of parables, the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. And so I want to read the first 10 verses of Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning in verse 1. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. I want to share a few thoughts with you uh, about this passage. First of all, the reason Jesus tells this story, these stories, these parables, uh, is often missed. It's told to us in the first verse, first couple verses of Luke 15, Jesus is being criticized. He's being criticized because he's hanging out with all the wrong people. He's partying even with all the wrong people. He's enjoying their company. He's having dinner with them. And the religious people, they're like, that's not right. Jesus, why are you hanging out with these sinners and these tax collectors? And not just sinners, but but Luke tells us notorious sinners, famous sinners. And so the, the religious people are mad, and, and they don't care who knows about it. They're mad at Jesus because they want to hang out with Jesus. They're the religious people. They're the ones he should want to hang out with with, and he seems to want to hang out with these ne'er-do-wells. And so Jesus tells them these two stories. The first one is a story about a man who had a hundred sheep, and he says if one gets lost, he goes and he finds the one that's lost. And, and this is this is logical. This is understandable. Even if you don't understand sheep herding, you can understand this. You go after the lost sheep. Why? Because if you don't keep going after the lost sheep, then you only have 99 sheep, and then another one gets lost, and you only have 98 sheep, and then you have 97, and on down the line. And so you keep going after the lost sheep because you want to keep all of your sheep together because they're important. Because if you're a shepherd, it's your livelihood. And so people understood this concept. But I want to focus for a few minutes on the last few verses that I read that maybe we often don't understand as much as perhaps the story about the sheep. The The story goes, there's this woman who has 10 silver coins. Now, that's probably not enough context for those of us that are living in 2021. A woman who had 10 silver coins was likely a widow, and those 10 silver coins were likely her entire life savings, was probably everything she had. And she loses one of them. Now, you say, well, if I had 10 coins, no matter what coins they were, you know, quarters, nickels, dimes, if I had 10 coins and I lost one of them, I wouldn't be that upset. I get it. But if you have a 401k and you misplaced 10% of it, if you misplaced 10% of your life's savings, it would get your attention. 
Now, the other part of this story that we often struggle struggle with is, well, so she lost in her house. It can't be that hard to find it. And so she so she sweeps and she finds it. But what we're imagining is we're imagining, you know, a concrete floor. We're imagining a low pile carpet where it's like it's probably just fallen under a couch or under a chair. And she's eventually going to find it. Um, I want you to imagine the 70s uh, in the 70s. My grandmother had a red room in her home. Her her favorite color was red, and she had red shag carpet. And when I say shag carpet, those of you that are under the age of 35 or 40 probably won't understand what I mean because I'm not talking about a thicker piled carpet. I'm talking about a red shag carpet that was thicker and deeper than most people's grass lawns. And if you lost a dime, if, you, if change spilled out of your pocket in that room at my grandmother's house, it was gone forever. But it's even worse than that, because those of you that were with us in Israel a couple of years ago when we went to the ancient town of Chorazim, uh, we stood in a an excavated ancient first century home. And you will remember, those of you that weren't there, I'll try to paint a visual picture for you. The inside of an ancient home of, a, of an average or poor person's home in the first century would have essentially been four walls and a floor. And then the, the roof, which is no longer there in Korzim today, would have been some sort of thatch, some sort of branches that they would, that they would replenish from time to time to, to protect them from the, from the elements. But the floor is where I want you to focus. And the only way I know to describe the floor in the homes in ancient Korzim is if you've ever been to a place where you've seen cobblestone streets. And that's what it was like. There were these large stones that they would put together to make this floor, and then it would just literally get filled in with dust and dirt. And so in that context, what I want you to remember is if you lose a coin on a cobblestone street and there's dust and dirt, you're never finding it again. And that's what this woman faces. She loses 10% of her life savings, of her ability to function independently, of her ability to live, um, perhaps of some sort of dowry, whatever it is, she loses 10%. She loses a huge chunk of her ability to function in society, and it's lost in this floor. And as you look at this floor, imagine looking at a cobblestone floor with the cobblestones, the gaps in the cobblestones filled in with dust and smaller granules of, of, of stone and dirt. And, and the, the moment dust gets kicked over that coin and it no longer shines, you have no idea where it is. And it could be in any one of a thousand nooks and crannies. It could have fallen into a crevice and gone several inches down and then been stepped on and covered over. And we don't know how long since it's, since it's been lost. We just know she realizes it's lost. Perhaps it's been lost for days or even weeks. Perhaps she swept since it's been lost. And so she swept dust and dirt over the top of it. We don't know any of the details of the story, but I want you to picture the difficulty in finding it. And so this coin is lost, and she sweeps her house. She literally looks in every nook and cranny of her house until she finds it. And you you would look at it and say, okay, big deal. She found a coin. Okay, well, it's more than that. She found her life. She got her life back. And so when that happens, she's so excited. She calls her friends and neighbors, and she says, let's rejoice. Let's have a party. And, and, And what? Jesus is saying, and Paul relays it to us, is that Jesus gets just that excited when one sinner repents, 
When someone comes to God, Jesus gets just that excited. And you say, yeah, we, we preach all this stuff about God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and all of those things are 100% true. But God wants a relationship with you, and when you walk away from God, it matters to him. That's why Jesus hung out with tax collectors and notorious sinners, because God wants a relationship with each and every one of us. And you are important to God. Your relationship with God is more important to him than it is to you. And so Jesus is trying to explain to these religious people why he gets so excited about hanging out with the bad people. And so I want to encourage you with that today. Jesus cares about his relationship with you. You matter so much to him. And if you're the least bit lost, the least bit away from him, he's searching for you. He's coming for you. He wants to be with you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that I matter to you. Thank you that every person within the sound of my voice matters to you because you desire, you long for a relationship with us. And when we are lost, when we are away from you, you come looking for us. You come searching for us. And so thank you, Jesus, that you do that. Thank you that we matter to you. Jesus, I pray that the lost would matter more to me as well, that we would learn from your heart to care about the lost, to care about those that are away from you, and to go searching from them for them until they're found. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll be back here tomorrow.